0: You know that feeling when it's 4 o'clock and you realize you forgot to take meat out of the freezer for dinner? Yeah, we we feel that all the time around here. Uh, I have a plan for that.
1: Oh, thank you, Professor Senator. I... I am not Elizabeth Warren, the Professor Senator, although I sometimes play her in my nightgown. <laughs> um seriously, we have a plan for it, and it's called From Free You really should see that. I mean I I do a good I have I do a good balcony scene. Anyway, we have a plan and it's called From Freezer to Instapot, the Cookbook. And with our recipes, you can cook just about any meat in your Instapot without having to thaw it first. How is that possible? I still wrote the book and don't believe it.
0: Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And
1: I'm Mark Scarborough, and this is Well Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And and we took a hiatus, a long hiatus. In fact, over the last year, we have published three books. Over the last year and a half, we have written three books. And uh, we kind of put the hot podcast on
0: hiatus because, honestly, we couldn't do anything else. Well, we wrote uh, the Instant Pot Bible, which yeah. was 350 recipes. Yeah. And then we wrote From Freezer to Instant Pot, which had another 75 recipes. Right. And then we wrote The Essential Air Fryer book, which had another 305 I mean, recipes.
1: Basically, we, ha- we had And lunch. then I gained
0: 300 Basically, we had
1: lunch with uh, our editor in December, and uh, we came up with this idea from freezer to Instapot and an air fryer book. And he said, "I love them both, and I want them out like yesterday." And so, we had a mere matter of months to write two books: uh, one, the freezer to Instapot that we're talking about today, and then we're going to eventually be talking about the essential air fryer cookbook. Which was a thousand-page, literally, literally a thousand-page manuscript. If
0: you haven't tried an air fryer, you're going to love it, but we will like get to If you to haven't that. tried to write a thousand-page <laughs> book, you're going to love it. So, But today we're focusing on From Freezer to Instant Pot, The Cookbook. And I love that title. It's like, I wish it was actually From Freezer to Instant Pot, The Movie. <laughs> Starring Elizabeth Warren as the roast beef. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh poor Elizabeth. So
1: there's all kinds of tricks and techniques to working with frozen food in an Instant Pot. And before we get to the recipe today, I just want to talk about one. And actually, this one came up in a posting on Facebook the other day in one of the groups. And um, it's that larger cuts of meat have to be put. Uh, on a rack in an Instant Pot when they're frozen. You wanna explain that?
0: Well, yeah, and Mark says a rack. So we're talking about the trivet, the little metal footed trivet that comes with your Instant Pot. Right. Um, if you don't have that, you can use a vegetable steamer if it doesn't have the tall little stem in the middle of it. The thing
1: you cannot use under any circumstances is a decorative trivet (laughs) made, let's say,
0: of ceramic. That your Aunt Harriet painted at that, you know, have a glass of wine and paint a ceramic thing evening. Right, which she also gave to Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) So you can't... That's where she met Elizabeth Warren.
1: (laughs) So you can't possibly uh, use that. You have to use the metal trivet. Um, and you want to say why? So the
0: point is this metal trivet has feet that keep the rack about an inch above the bottom. So you could put water or liquid or wine or beer, whatever your cooking medium is. Blood. At the what are we French now? Blood. Le, Le instant pot. <laughs> That's Linston. Oh, oh, I, I love have linstant. I you know. Go <laughs> on. pot. <Linsturine> <laughs> So you put the rack in with the liquid underneath and you put the meat on top. Why? Because the whole way an instant pot works is the liquid boils, steam builds, pressure builds, and then things cook under intense heat and pressure. And if you have a big frozen chunk of icy meat sitting in that liquid, Right. for the most part, that liquid's going to stay cold a lot longer, right. and it's not going to boil so fast, and it's not going to create enough steam to come to pressure for a long time. Just like if you had a pan of water,
1: and you put it on the stove to boil, and then you fill the rest of the pan with ice, it would take longer to come to a boil than if, let's say, you put ice in a steamer basket above that water, because it's just it cools it down. And let me say that what came up in social media yesterday about this because this is really relevant this person claimed that the rack that came with her instant pot did not have handles and in fact our, all of our racks had these handles and so all the recipes in the book are written to put the rack in with the handles up. And she said, I don't have any handles, I didn't know what it meant. At first I thought you meant the feet that are on the bottom of it and then I figured that couldn't be right. So she said, but my rack didn't have handles. I have to say that this is one of the problems of writing a cookbook with many, many versions of the Instant Pot out there because every single rack we got from Instant Pot had handles, right? And that's
0: because we had higher end machines. They sent us um, some Lux, some oh. Ultra machines well i was using
1: (laughs) oh oh my god well excuse me professor warren
0: (laughs) i was using the max and the ultra and i believe the lower ends the duo and the original lux had you know cheaper racks that didn't have handles on them so that was part of the problem um but mark is right you know we tried to make these books useful for you no matter which model of InstaPot you had so it meant having to put all these variables into the recipes. and please don't write us about Elizabeth Warren. Um, Please, under no circumstances,
1: you don't know anything about my politics, Buttigieg, and because you don't know anything about my politics, Buttigieg, you shouldn't judge me on what I might be already
0: thinking, Buttigieg. So, um, anyway, Okay. Well, there, you know, there's another rule. another I just rule. love saying his name. Something you must keep in mind okay. um,
1: when you're cooking, isn't there? Yes, there is. And this rule is something we actually took into account in the book. And that is, you have to determine whether the frozen food now, again, this book, everything in this book, even the vegetables can come out of the freezer. The mm-hmm. recipes are written so that you can make it with frozen mixed vegetables and frozen chopped onion and frozen protein. But you have to take into account whether the protein came, especially the protein, came out of a regular freezer. That is, one set at about zero degrees Fahrenheit, or I have no clue what that is in centigrade, but <laughs> zero degrees Fahrenheit. Um, or whether the meat came out of a chest freezer, which is generally set around 20 below Fahrenheit. And these two markers are very different. You want to talk so about So my- the
0: thing is, a big, fat, frozen chunk Of frozen meat at at negative twenty is going to take longer to thaw and then cook through than a one pound piece of meat at negative twenty, or that same three pound piece of meat at zero. So it's it's the the den the density of the meat and the colder it is. So. It's not every piece of meat that comes out of the deep freeze. And when it's important to know that you have to cook it longer, we tell you in our recipes. That's right.
1: Just to remember, and this is good dating advice too, the mm-hmm. colder piece of meat takes longer to come to temperature. So um, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. That's not actually <laughs> funny. Um, so the principle holds. And again, as Bruce said, you know this problem of the of the twenty below versus zero is really a problem of big cuts of meat, as he said, not yeah. not fish fillets, not s- frozen <laughs> no. salmon fillets, which we have plenty of recipes for frozen salmon yeah. fillets and frozen flounder fillets, and that it, it it we found it makes no difference where those and come it
0: from. doesn't it makes no difference also if it's like chicken breasts that right. are all glued together in a block because right. as that starts to come to temperature they're going to fall apart and then they become right. smaller pieces. That's right,
1: and the same with ground beef. We found it a mm-hmm. no. No. The, the, the real difference in this 20 below versus zero is with giant things like pork shoulders right. or flank steaks big cuts of meat
0: yeah okay okay so today um we're doing something really simple with chicken breasts aren't we well
1: we are we're making chicken teriyaki um and this is completely mm, Asian from
0: food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! If you've ever listened to our podcast in the past, you know that me, Bruce, I am in love with Asian food.
1: It's the Jew Asian connection. Mm. What is it? Why does that occur? Why? (laughs)
0: Because it's Christmas, and on Christmas, it's not Christmas. Well, at Christmas, we all have Chinese food and see a movie. So it's, so every time we have Chinese food, it's like it's Christmas. So by eating more Chinese food, it's like what, it's Christmas what, every day.
1: Why? What, what, why? What's with going to the movies on Christmas? I mean, do they show, show special movies for Jews, like what the Ten Commandments or something? Uh, say- that
0: was Passover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but
1: I mean... Plagues.
0: I think there were plagues involved in that. I know, but I'm trying to
1: think about a movie, Exodus, or uh, Fiddler. Do they play Fiddler? (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) Fiddler. Is that what they play? They play
0: Fiddler in Yiddish.
1: Uh, There is a
0: production of Fiddler in Yiddish at the moment on the Lower East Side of New York. We're
1: way off track. So anyway, this is chicken teriyaki, and I'm going to start because I want to go to the recipe. And I'm going to put three quarters of a cup of broth, and we're using chicken broth here. Um, If you don't know the difference between chicken broth... Chicken stock. Do you know the difference between that? That's a cookbook writing thing. The stock is homemade and broth is store bought, and we're just using three quarters of a cup of chicken broth in others. It can right out, of, out of a
0: can. That's but right. I tend to buy the like fat-free and low-sodium versions. Right,
1: right. now, let let me also say about this because this is going to come up. I'm sure you cannot here use frozen broth you must use room temperature well, broth well, well
0: if you keep broth in the freezer because you've made it you may thaw it and right. pour it in but don't put a block but you can't use frozen right. That's don't use thaw- a block of, of frozen starch. well you're
1: laughing but actually this came up in an email through our website recently and uh, someone was said can i use frozen broth in it and the answer is no unfortunately it's going to take too long to thaw. In the pot. So here you have to use real broth. And now I'm adding a half a cup of low-sodium soy sauce. We just use low-sodium a lot, right? Because, uh, well, not only because we're old, but also because, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. Um, not only because we're old, but also because uh, we found that regular soy sauce, the pot really concentrates the salt flavors it and does. makes it super salty.
0: And my feeling about soy sauce is if I'm getting just a generic supermarket brand of soy sauce, Um, the regular is just, it's a lot of extra salt without a lot of extra flavor. If I'm buying some artisanal hand-brewed Chinese brand or Japanese brand of soy sauce, yeah, that is, the the regular is going to have more depth of flavor. But then again, I also don't want to cook with that on, right. I want to use that like a condiment. So we're going with low sodium.
1: And I'm putting in half a cup of frozen chopped onions. These are, I scooped them out of the bag. Now we've talked long enough that they're probably thawed. But anyway, <laughs> half a cup of frozen
0: chopped we're onions. We're taking this frozen thing I mean, seriously. seriously.
1: And what's the rest that we're adding here?
0: So we also have uh, three tablespoons of packed light brown sugar. The rest.
1: It's so sad. It's like Marianne. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's <laughs> talking about Gilligan's Island. Of course, the professor and Marianne. But in the original lyrics, it was a movie star and, and the rest. rest. Right. Yeah, and they
0: didn't have a good agent. No, we terrible. Have, we have a good
1: agent. So let's put in the Marianne ingredients. What are the Marianne
0: Marianne and the professor and Marianne <laughs> ingredients are three tablespoons of packed light brown sugar, Two tablespoons of minced fresh ginger, which you can buy in a jar pre-minced, you don't have to deal with it. And And one tablespoon of fresh
1: minced garlic. Well, and you can also buy jarred minced garlic. And let me say something about buying pre-purchased minced ginger. Make sure that it is not a deep beige color. It should be. Ew, that means
0: it's gone bad. Yeah, it should be pretty pale. And look at the ingredients. Make sure there's no sugar added to it. Because you don't want that. And we're putting this, all, markets put that all into a six-quart instant. Right. Now, what if I had an eight-quart? This recipe will work in an 8-quart. There's absolutely no it changes will. you have to do to it. Yep. Okay, great. No problem.
1: So I'm just going to stir this. There's nothing, no reason to do this. I'm just going to stir it till the brown sugar uh, uh, dissolves a bit, and we're going to turn it on, right, but after we add our chicken. Yeah, okay. so
0: now I'm putting this block, this three-pound block of boneless, skinless thighs in. Now, I am not using a trivet in this case because okay, why? Because this block, it's like an iceberg, Um on on the reverse. Like most of this chicken is sitting above the liquid and not in it. So it's not going to keep And it kind of
1: sometimes the blocks kind of lean to the side in the pot. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't worry about that. No,
0: don't worry about it. But this block is not so submerged that it's going to keep that liquid too cold. This will actually come to pressure. These thighs will fall apart and it's all gonna work out beautifully. And so uh what happens next? Well we're gonna put the lid on the pot.
1: And then we're going to turn it to cook at high pressure for 20 minutes. And this is going to take us a while because this is going to have to come up to pressure. So we're going to cut away in the magic of radio land no podcast land yeah fred mertz how old are you the radio (laughs) land in the magic of radio land um anyway yeah in the magic of podcasting we're going to cut away because it's going to take a while it's going to come up to temperature then we're going to have to cook it 20 minutes on high and then we're going to let it do a natural release and um why don't you say something about a natural release
0: so there are two kinds of releases with a pressure cooker there's a natural release and a quick release this is a natural release so when it's done with its cooking time it counts down to zero machine will shut itself off if your machine does not shut itself off for right. whatever reason you hit keep warm or you have programmed it to do something else and dance the Charleston then when it gets down to zero unplug it turn it off make sure it's set, just let it sit it will sit it, it will sit and come back to not room temperature but cool down enough that the pressure will drop and you can open
1: it yeah when you can open the lid it has dropped completely but again this is a naturally so we're gonna take a break and come back and taste what we made okay
0: so the chicken is done, and I took the meat out of the pot, and I boiled the sauce down using the sauté setting on high. It Took about ten minutes. Put the chicken back in to warm it up, and it's sort of like a a thick gravy-ish thing. Um, and I, this is it. yeah, mm, I'm digging. Oh my goodness, mm. and it's salty but it's sweet. I should also it's say that sweet that we and it cool sour down a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, why I don't you have to blow on it. You know, we yeah. have a big fight in our house. Oh. but whether you blow on food if it's too hot. No, it's rude. I was taught if the food is too hot. I you don't blow want on to
1: it. smell your stinky breath. <laughs> don't blow blow on the food. For God's sake. You don't do do <sighs> You if your food's too hot, you blow on it. Yeah, mm, right. this is delicious. No, you wave your hand <laughs> like a banjo. <laughs> no, you just wait. What are you starving? Yes. Most no. of the time. No, you do How long have you known me? This is really good. It's not terribly salty and no. it has a kind of um mm. basic savoriness mm-hmm. to it um i know there's onions and the brown sugar in it and those are sweet things but i guess it's that soy sauce right
0: the soy sauce and the chicken itself mm. this is dark meat chicken so it's not as sweet in my opinion as white meat chicken I,
1: if i wanted to uh change this a little bit and i wanted to put some lemon zest in this like a teaspoon of lemon zest oh you're making start, ponzu right i'm going to kind of ponzu this thing out now Don't write me. I know what ponzu is, and I know that I'm not technically making ponzu. You
0: make ponzu with a yuzu lemon and soy sauce. (laughs) There's a whole thing with ponzu. Are we going to get yuzu lemons up here in rural Connecticut? We
1: are. In fact, by saying this, I'm going to get the ponzu board on me. But if I think that this— If they pay me, I'm okay with it. (laughs) I think that this is decent, would be decent with just a little bit of lemon to brighten it up. Like if I put a teaspoon of lemon with all of those and the rest ingredients up
0: front. (laughs) So the lemon becomes part of Marianne and the professor. Why not? Um, So this recipe is in our book, right? This recipe is in from freezer to about the cookbook. This recipe is also... On our YouTube channel, which is Cooking with Bruce and Mark, you can watch me actually make
1: it. Now, you're not going to actually see, I should just add that on the YouTube channel, there's a ton of Cooking with Bruce and Mark, there's a ton of videos, but we're not really in those videos. No, it's all my
0: hands making it.
1: Right, it's all magic hands, as they call it in the industry, magic hands videos, and it's not actually a recording of this making of it, it's a separate thing that Bruce shot separately, and you can watch him make it there. Um, We should also add, and let me add one thing before we go out here, that uh, this cookbook from Freezer to Instant Pot, the cookbook, is fully authorized by Instant Pot. Instant Pot is behind this book. They worked with us on this book. We worked with them. This has their imprimatur, their seals right on the cover. If that's important to you, then you know you're getting something great. That's right. So it's an authorized instant pot cookbook, which is really nice. It is. So that's it. Um, We're. I promise
0: we're going to do this every week. Uh, Yeah,
1: we're back. We're podcasting more, and we're going to podcast more often. And um, it's nice to be back doing and this and
0: not only subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast because you'll hear every new episode right. but when you go to cooking with bruce and mark the youtube channel subscribe there too yeah. and that way you will get all of our yeah, videos you as they want come to miss out.
1: one second of me i'm sure you wouldn't
0: put a judge yeah thanks